Well, for those who may not know me, my name is Dale. Uh, I, uh, I help with a few things around here. Uh, the youth ministry, some music, and a couple of other things as well. Um, and uh, tonight I'm going to be sharing with you on this passage uh, from Luke chapter 1, which is essentially the words of the father of John the Baptist, Zechariah. Now, uh, Zechariah was a priest, and we, we learn this earlier in this chapter. Uh, and uh, he, he's proclaiming, just after the birth of his son, the great joy and what, what will come. What will come of his son? And I know we're talking about a different child uh, over the next day. We're talking about the Christ, of course. But John had a very important role to play. And the thing that his father says here actually means a lot and says a lot to us as Christians. As happens a number of times in Scripture and in our lives, God often works a miracle. And in this case of John the Baptist, if you've read the earlier part of the chapter, which I'm sure many of you would have, an angel appears to Zechariah as he's performing his duties as a priest in the temple. And the angel tells him that he will have a son. Shock. And that this son will become mighty and will in fact have the spirit of Elijah upon him. And that's that's actually a really powerful thing. Uh, does anyone know Elijah in the Bible? I know I'm, I'm an interactive uh, preacher, I'm afraid. Anyone know of Elijah in the Bible? Good, I've got some, some, a couple of little hands. Uh, Elijah was the prophet who called down fire from heaven. He was fed by ravens in the wilderness. He raised the dead and he stopped it raining for three and a half years. So it goes. This guy was called up to heaven in a whirlwind with a chariot of fire, this Elijah guy. So as us humans often do, Zechariah heard these words from this angel and he doubted those words of God that had been brought to him by the angel. And it actually sounds very similar to another Old Testament story about Abraham and Sarah. They also doubted the word of the angel regarding a child. But anyway, in this instance, Zechariah is struck mute. He cannot speak. The angel strikes Zechariah mute because he doubts him. I'm betting that some of you in this room are hoping that an angel might appear during Christmas for you and strike some of your family members mute. (laughs) What we can miss in the midst of all of this story that's going on is that angel, the angel, Gabriel, came to Zechariah to declare a message about what John would go on to do in his lifetime. And this is what then Zechariah goes and proclaims and is joyous about in the verses we just read. Now, in one sense, this would be great. If an angel just appeared and told us what it was we were to do with our lives, some of us would be overjoyed with that. That's great. I don't have to figure this out. Angels told me what I'm doing with my life. And, and that would be good. It could also be a bit of a burden. See, John the Baptist had a task to do that was given to him. Now, as we often do in this current age, we tend to acronym everything. So tonight... JTB, John the Baptist, is joining the club. He is going to be from henceforth JTB in this message, just for a little bit of fun. It's got to be a bit of fun, come on. Christmas Eve. JTB had a task to do. The Bible says exactly this. In verse 16 and 17 of this chapter, this is what the angel had said. He, John, JTB, will turn many people of Israel to the Lord their God. With the spirit and a power of Elijah, he will go before him to turn the hearts of parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. This was JTB's job, to prepare the way. 
A pretty important job, I dare say. What I want to get at is that we have a very similar job to perform as Christians, just as JTB did. What are we doing to prepare people for the gospel of Jesus this Christmas? I'm going to be bold and ask tonight, do you have family and friends that don't know Jesus, that don't know the message of the gospel? Will you see them this Christmas? They could be very antagonistic towards the Christian faith. That's highly possible. They could be very disinterested, perhaps maybe just apathetic towards it, not seeing why you believe what you do about God. Most of my family is not Christian, and they they don't believe in this Christmas message. They're not following Jesus. Something that has taken me a very long time to learn is that with any endeavor to share about faith, you must prepare the way. Prepare the ground for any message of God to the lives of others. It's not a mistake that Jesus talks about in the Gospels, the good news or the message of himself being that of a seed sown into ground, ground that needs to be prepared. This is an important job. JTB was given this task of preparation. He was to prepare the people of Israel for when Jesus would arrive. Maybe to scrape away the veneer that these people had of God, the image that they had in their minds of who God was and what he offered. John preached a baptism of repentance, a pretty strong one, for people to turn away from their sin. But more than that, John talked about God's coming kingdom and, of course, the Messiah. What was he actually doing, though? Preaching a lot, I'm sure. That can be tricky for us. But if you look at the angel's words here, there are two things that were foretold that JTB would do that would prepare for the Messiah, two specific things, and we can do these as well. Firstly, JTB was to turn the hearts of parents to their children. This speaks of reconciliation in family, tenderness, love, forgiveness. With our family and our friends this Christmas who do not believe in Jesus, this is our job. This is the Christian's job. Our task is to prepare a way for them and scrape away that veneer of God that maybe they have in their minds, maybe an incorrect view, by showing them love, and forgiveness, showing them what that really looks like. It's a difficult task, but it's ours to do. With tenderness, maybe directness, with some family members who might need that little nudge, we need to do this. Just like a parent who loves their children and forgives their children and is tolerant of their children, so we need to view others, friends, family, all, in order to prepare them for the message of Jesus this way. And the Bible promises that the Holy Spirit will do the rest. Secondly, JTB was told, in preparing the way, to turn the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous. Sounds tricky. Disobedient people don't like to listen to wisdom. I know from experience. But this is a philosophical understanding. Have you ever known someone who could just, you could just tell they were bound to make some terrible decisions, to be unwise, Maybe you are thinking of someone right now, that person, or it's you. Christians should be the voice of wisdom in their families, and this doesn't have to be from you. You might be able to give sage advice by the guiding of the Holy Spirit to family this Christmas, and they won't even know that you're simply following Jesus. You'll be preparing the way for them to come to faith someday. 
You might ask, well, how do I get this supernatural wisdom? How do we do that? How will we know what to say? How do I know to give sage advice? Well, the Bible tells us in the book of James that we're to pray for it. It can also be found in the pages of Scripture and, of course, in Jesus and his teachings himself. And this doesn't have to be abstract. Asking God for wisdom is is an important part of the Christian life. And it's not airy-fairy, as some suppose, or this mystical idea that settles on you in a cloud from heaven. Instead, it's seeing things clearly in light of Jesus and your faith. J.I. Packer, the well-known theologian, used an analogy of driving a car to understand how we actually operate in godly wisdom. He said, to drive well, you have to keep your eyes skinned to notice exactly what is in front of you. To live wisely, you have to be clear-sighted and realistic, ruthlessly so, in looking at life as it is. Wisdom will not go with comforting illusions, false sentiment, or the use of rose-colored glasses. And by that, I think he means we just need to be honest and truthful with love. That's the hard part, the first part the love to do that. To turn people to the wisdom of the righteous takes love with clear-sightedness and being honest. JTB had to make a decision to live a godly life and share his life with others. And that's the task that we have to decide to do as well, to live a godly life and share that with others in a kind, generous, loving and forgiving way. To pair others this Christmas, we must not be afraid to share the wisdom of God and the Bible with our family. This doesn't have to be weird or super religious. We don't need to have strange conversations. But we do need to go beyond surface level chit chat to prepare the way. That becomes often the norm in Christmas. I'm sure many of you know what I mean. Christmas just becomes talking about all these little things that are not really important. We need to be deliberate in preparing the way for Jesus in others' lives. I recently... uh, had a beer with my brother. I've said that from the pulpit. Uh, And for many years, he's been very antagonistic towards faith and towards God. He's the type of person who posts on Facebook ranting and raving about those idiot Christians and their faith. But after talking for a couple of hours about deep things, nothing to do with faith, at the end he said to me, you're my younger brother. How did you get so wise? And I said to him, I'm not, but Jesus is. A two and a half hour conversation ended with those words. And I didn't mention Jesus or faith or God or anything throughout the whole conversation about all sorts of things, dangerous areas, politics and dicey stuff, family. But I trusted God and I said a silent prayer in the midst of that conversation, believing that God would bring his wisdom into my words. And he wants to do that for you this Christmas in your families as you have those conversations. This Christmas, how will you be like JTB and prepare the way? Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this beautiful time of year. Thank you that we are given a role to play in preparing the way for you and the hearts of others. Help us to do that, Lord Jesus. Amen.